Hi, welcome back to FPS Cast Episode 2. This is Michael. I'm Heather. I'm Devin. And I'm Liz. Guests today will be talking about game companies, ones we like, ones we think were memorable, ones that make some pretty great games. So, I guess we can start with, I guess BioWare is a great one. Yeah, we kind of left off there in the last yeah. episode. Yeah, um, I know we talked a little bit before about, like, Dragon Age and Mass Effect, so has everyone here actually played Dragon Age? Yeah, I played the first one a long time ago, so the, some of the characters and the basic plot are kind of a little hazy to me, but I can still understand, like, the mechanics of it and some plot things. Obviously, try, I tried Dragon Age Origins, that's the first one, right? Yeah. Tried that forever ago. Wasn't too crazy about the graphic styling. Stops. I heard the second one was horrible. <laughs> play it. I have the third one. Started a little bit early in game. It didn't get that too far in it, but so that's my life. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I think my experience with Bioware has mostly just been with Star the Star Wars uh, Natural Republic, because that was because I was more of a, I've always been more of a PC gamer, and I played that. I rented it from the local library when they still had, like, PC games you can rent before they, like, just switched over to consoles recently. So I played that a lot. And then Mass Effect came out. I I actually don't think I played the first Mass Effect f- fully until maybe, like, 2010, 2011. Like, I know I first played it after Mass Effect 2 came out. Yeah, and that was, like, March 2010. So it had to be junior of high school, like, 2010... Yeah, early two thousand. Sorry, yeah, no, yeah, summer before June, uh, senior year. I know, yeah, I know. Mass Effect was definitely the first game I had, but uh, mm-hmm. the one that I've been into recently was uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely been that's big for me. Is that, made by, right now. is that made by Bioware? Yeah, yeah. Like, I wasn't too sure because it's like yeah, yeah. It was like being it's like their on yeah, it's like their online version. Yeah, uh, they're. It's kind of based on the whole, um, like their, their work on like yeah. Knights of Old Republic, which is in like two thousand three, and this is their more, um, their multi their multiplayer RPG, yeah, taking place around that same time period, in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I mean, I, God, like part of me forgets that. Dragon Age wasn't the first Bioware game I played. It like it was the first time I was aware that this is by Bioware. But I played the Neverwinter Nights game because mm-hmm. I remember Mega Tokyo, the web comic. Back that was like one of the first major web comics I ever read. They mentioned Neverwinter Nights in that, and I was like, oh, I love this comic. I have to play this game, and I did. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. And you can see a lot of like energy and inspiration from that game, sort of in Dragon Age. I think, especially mm-hmm. how like the levels look. Yeah. Funny thing about Neverwinter Nights that the original Neverwinter Nights was I don't know if you guys know this it was originally a one of the first online multiplayer games in huh. 1990 like three and it could like only support like I think maybe like a couple I, I I'm never of course I never played it like mm-hmm. the original version and I'm not entirely sure but it could definitely probably only Host a very limited amount of people, and back then, of course, you had to pay by the minute or by the hour yeah, for. Sure, it was a pretty penny. You got to play like CompuServe or like any AOL and stuff back then. So, 
it probably cost a whole, and they probably had like queue people up for like, oh, somebody logged out. This person can log in. It's like going to a freaking amusement park. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like that was the first one. I guess they won when they just updated it for like a more modern age, but I guess kept some of the original stylings. I mean, <laughs> it's been such a long time since I actually played the more recent version, the one that came in two thousand that Liz was just talking about. So um, I'm not entirely sure about the entire connections between the original one from 1993 and then the much newer version, but maybe that can be a topic for a future podcast. You yeah, never know. Possibly. <laughs> Didn't they also make Baldur's Gate? Yep. Yes, Baldur's Gate. I was actually I was just about to talk about that. That was probably one of my first Bioware games um, that I played on PC back in like 2000. Yeah, because I think it was before I played Icewind Dale, which came out in 2002. That was another uh, D&D um, game that I used to play a lot. That and it's not, but I forgot who made it, Planescape Torment. That was another great, like, in the same vein of uh, mm, yeah. play style, like, based on, like, the whole AD&D uh, system that came out around the late 90s. Like, there were just so many, like, Games based on the Dungeons and Dragons properties and the different campaign settings that came in the nineties, like the Gold Box games by um, it was S SSI, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. It's been such a long time since I've looked into it or played it. Never mind. <laughs> I'll have to research that more. You're talking about Mass Effect before? Yeah, uh, yeah. I've actually I remember Mass Effect being. I can't even remember the first time I saw it. My cousin owned it. And I was just remember seeing him drive the Mako on the moon. And like, this <laughs> That's always amazing. great. And then he's like, you should play it. And I played one through. I was like, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. And it's kind of been hooked ever since. Not too crazy with the ending, but I guess we can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you prefer one or two, though? I, I, like, I, like, <laughs> I like two's darker style to it. Yeah. Um, I mean... The thing with one, there was like a lot of things missing, especially compare mm-hmm. two to one. Oh yeah, I mean definitely, like because they of course they learned from what was good, yeah. what was bad in the first one, they applied it. But I still think one still holds up really well oh, yeah. even today. Definitely. Yeah, I I've only played each of them once through, but it's one of those games I really want to revisit because I feel like I didn't appreciate it enough the first time. For mm-hmm. sort of like everyone I know has played this, I wanted to like catch up. And because it was right after three came out that I actually played them, um, and I like I, I want to play along with the other storylines and the romanceable characters because like I just like went straight Garrus <laughs> my original yeah. playthrough. With all them calibrations. Alien space boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely the first game. Like I, I played Baldur's Gate like way back and stuff, but. Uh, it's just something about like Mass Effect and like I guess Star Wars too. It just really brought in like the character development. Like I remember I don't know how many times I literally restarted the story in Mass Effect One just because I killed um what is his name? Uh, sorry, I'm snapping. But uh, <laughs> what is his? I can't remember. From yeah, Mass Krogan. Effect, yeah, Krogan. Oh, uh, at that what's one, his face? Yeah, Rex. Yeah, yeah. it was like oh my God, I yeah, shot him. I was like no, I just do? don't. Yeah, I restarted the whole thing, made sure I was at proper level, convinced him not to do anything, and I was like, all right, we're set. I think that's the thing about the Bioware games, that they make you genuinely care about the characters. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. I, yeah. I've never been so engrossed in, like, character relationships in a game, because normally everyone feels so NPC, it's like... Oh, definitely. Like, they're just another person you talk to to buy shit from. Like, they yeah. don't feel like their own, like, entity that exists in this world, where, in real life, 
this, the most random person you meet has their own backstory. Mm-hmm. And you are an NPC, I guess, compared to them. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's relative. Okay, we're getting into whole psychological <laughs> so space now. Well, yeah. Like, don't try the yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for, like, I feel like uh, Dragon Age Inquisition had a lot of flaws and, like, comparatively didn't hold up as strongly as, like, say, Origins, but the character relationships in that were, I feel, were, like, the strongest of all the Bioware games. Mm-hmm. And see, as much as I didn't really play too much of the Dragon Age games, it was always just... I always appreciated them for how extensive the backstories were. So much that you can get just confused if you were to drop in the middle of the game, like what is happening. But yeah. So, you want to maybe move on to another company you want to talk yeah. about? Anybody got any suggestions? Do Square Enix? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> sure, why not? They're very influential nowadays. Even they've been around for. Forever now. I mean, <laughs> since we've Who been knows? alive, they've been. Yeah. I mean, even before that. So they, they, Square and any next they have both of them before they yeah. merged. Yeah, I'm still waiting on Kingdom Hearts three. Yes, I please. think everybody is. Like, how long has it been since they announced <laughs> it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I was in high school when I yeah, finished but the. They other, keep no, wait, middle school. Was middle school or but school? they do. Don't they always keep? re-release like doing like doing mixes like and like and yeah like one point things. something Please two point something yeah i'm, I'm like and they keep remaking like the handheld yeah, games yeah. and stuff yeah i literally just pulled up uh unlimited on my phone i've like 30 bucks into this already i couldn't fit the memory on my phone i have like so little memory now I've, I've been like competing with friends on it we i was like i don't know if it's out of the country or the world but Regionally, I don't know what it is, but I was like in the top 1,000, occasionally top 500 for like a week straight after it came nice. out. Now, what exactly did you do in that game? Um, it, it's you know turn-based battle, and mm-hmm. there's this, uh, obviously the story aspect to it, but it's for how simplistic it is, I I enjoy it. Um, there's like unions and stuff. Oh, mine is apparently the top, or, oh, <laughs> second place. Damn. Um, it has like a, a strong social aspect to it that the other mm-hmm. games don't have. So if your friends have the game and you have it synced up through Facebook, you can form teams with your friends. Okay. Yeah, I know my friend's going crazy over the game, and I'm just, he keeps saying it's amazing, so I'm just expecting like a little Kingdom Hearts inside your phone, but I wasn't yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, many mobile games, of course, don't hold a candle to like the actual dedicated mm-hmm. to console stuff. Because there's definitely the hardcore audience, is, of course, more into the PC stuff and yeah. console. There's not as many people that would want, that would have a fully fledged Kingdom Hearts game on mobile because it's, yeah. I don't it's think, it, I don't think, yeah, like, it's like portable. You Like, you take it with you. Like, it's not a dedicated handheld console. It's a thing that you'll take to, like, to do, like, in quick bursts. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, pass the time kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's not something that you just, like, sit in front of for hours usually and then just, like... Usually. Usually, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, but then like there's like games that are like ported over to mobile. Let's say like the Final Fantasy games were ported over mobile versions of them, which they're basically the same, uh, with a little like course, uh, control tweaks and stuff just to make them more suitable for like a touchscreen. But it's of course the same basic plot and everything. So I mean, maybe once phones get more advanced, maybe we'll see a more game companies. 
go into that space, but well, for now, it's definitely a profitable market. Oh yeah, definitely. But of course, maybe, but they'll probably alienate a lot of people, like the more Good hardcore point. audience. Yeah. So maybe they don't want to do that. Versus, like, maybe they'll, maybe. I mean, we never know. It's the scene. Mold, the gaming world changes so often when it comes to, like technology and trends and interests in games. So just you never know where it's going to go next. Yeah. I personally like where it is right now. Yeah, I think, just, I think it's all right. Yeah, because it's not always there, and they're not investing so much time. Like I would hate yeah. if one of my favorite companies just oh yeah spent definitely. two years making a mobile game, especially because <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to sit there with my phone plugged in the wall for free. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, and especially nowadays, like the environment with like independent developers have like such a there's so many tools out there and like stuff you can tutorials like you can learn how to develop games like it's it's a lot the um the barrier of entry has gotten a lot smaller nowadays when it comes to like people if they're very interested in game development they can get into it a lot easier than what it used to be in the past where you would have to like maybe um before like tutorials online and stuff it was a lot harder to learn how to code and learn about design and what makes a game a game you know I guess nowadays it's with so much uh i know kind of repeating myself it's it, it's easier for people to get into games mm-hmm. and game development nowadays i think it's just where the digital oh yeah definitely like it makes it so much easier for everything mm-hmm. just accessibility the, the internet especially yeah. like just that's like the, the, the key internet. the key yeah <laughs> you're one of the recent or more recent games that i've been paying attention to from square enix was life is strange I think they, they came out of it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that wait, was definitely... Wait, did... Wait. Hold on, let me look up. I, I, <laughs> yeah, it says... I, I'm drawing a blank right yeah, now. Square Enix, yeah, it says Square Enix came out with Life is Strange. Were they the publisher or the developer? I have no idea. Huh. That I will find out right now. I, I, I haven't played... I haven't played it, so I'm not entirely um, sure. Publisher, Square Enix. Who was who the devs? Uh, the developer was... I can never pronounce it. Don't nod. Don't nod. Don't, don't, don't nod. Yeah. Huh. I've seen them do have it they made? What, what else have they made? Don't nod. Uh, let me look it up. Remember me and Vampire. Oh. Vampire. Hmm. I don't want to pronounce it incorrectly. Interesting. Which will come out in 2017, actually. Huh. <laughs> yeah, life is strange. That was... Was it strange? It was strange. <laughs> uh, the, the ending was disappointing to me, given, like... Yeah, why? Tell me. Like, what... What options were available? Just uh, guessing we shouldn't. Like we shouldn't more talk about any spoilers in case anybody is listening. That would well, want to it's been like a year. I know, but still, of like, course, there's people I mean, that probably would want to. Let's put it this way: we can talk about like the first two episodes. I guess there's like yeah. it's a what, five episode series. So yeah. that was an episodic game handled well. Yes. I'm not looking forward to that from Final Fantasy VII. Like, it's the reboot we've all been waiting for and thought would never happen, but now I'm like... I mean, eh. did they come out... Like, what was the reason behind making an episodic compared to... Like, the, I know the original... Would they say, like, oh, it was on four discs originally. Why not make it four episodes? I mean, I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. So, what was the reasons behind making an episodic? Is that just they thought it was a better financial strategy because they can Maybe. split it across more... Um, maybe give the devs more like like they come with a part and then they'll part two. Let's say they'll have more time to finish it, like so they won't have to release the entire game at once. Maybe. Is it coming out in separate discs or is it just gonna like, be like uh, old school uh, four disc in a case? Oh no no not discs. It's coming out like like episodic, so it's gonna be like episode one, episode uh, two okay. and stuff. 
like I'm just using that as an example because the original game was on multiple mm-hmm. discs because they couldn't fit that all onto a yeah. 600 megabyte CD. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it says here that the producer, uh, Yoshinori Kitase, said that a proper remake wouldn't be fit, or wouldn't fit into one installment without cuts, but... Why? Like, the original was... Still really long. Yeah, like, would they, like, what would they have to cut out to fit it into one installment? Like, I'm really confused about that. It says here, uh, direct quote, producing a proper HD remake of Final Fantasy VII that maintains the same feeling of density of the original would result in a volume of content that couldn't possibly fit into one installment. We've seen everyone's comments and reactions to the news that Final Fantasy VII Remake will be a multi-part series, and many have speculated correctly as to the reason why we've made this decision. If we were to try to fit everything from the original game into one remake installment, we would have to cut various parts to create a condensed version. So it sounds like... It... Either... Because because maybe it would have taken such a long time to do, they would rather release it in parts than spend more time doing it to release it as a full game? I don't know. I'd, I'd rather they would just spend more time on a release as a full game because I don't want to have to spend money on multiple parts. Mm-hmm. And as long as those parts aren't each worth the same amount as like a full... I don't yeah. think they'll release each part as $60. They'll probably it, split it up to be like... 25 each part maybe if fire emblems would have did something similar recently where like if you bought the one story like the rest where you could get discounted mm-hmm. uh, i think it's just a more of a way for like gaming companies to i guess add to the longevity of their game so it's yeah. not just like you burn through the whole thing and you're done mm-hmm. oh like, yeah it's like drip feeding the content yeah it's kind of like um you know like with shows and stuff like oh you gotta wait this long to get the next to see the next yeah. episode what happens next i guess it builds up suspense and gets people i guess talking about the game mm-hmm. like there's definitely people nowadays that never that weren't alive when the first one came out that they'll so be i know i know they'll be experiencing the game for the first time so they will maybe like it to hype them up more yeah i guess give it room to breathe yeah everyone just soak in mm-hmm because that is a really dense game. Like, there's just so much in it. Like, maybe some people can't, well, would rather process it over a longer period of time compared to, like, what it is. Like, what it originally was. Yeah, I worry about, like, a dumbing down of games sometimes. You, I think you've, you've kind of started to see that with, I mean, this, this, is, this isn't Square, this isn't Nintendo, but, like, I feel like the Pokemon games are, they're not as compelling as they used to be. There's, there's a lot of new features, but the depth isn't the it, same. Feels like the story is just like kind of repetitive. It's so like weird. there's always like it's two teams. The there's always the, the evil team organizations that could, then a legendary Pokemon's involved. Well, I mean, well, in one of, I mean they're they're using it well. I mean, yeah, yeah. They, they I mean, they're still driving a little bit on the bus. Yeah. They literally spoon feed you a legendary in uh, what was it? Uh, the remake of like Ruby and Sapphire. Like they just give you. Latias or Latias? Like, you just, oh, like, yeah. hear... Oh, yeah, the original... I mean, I remember it took me forever to get the originals. Like, I had to... Watching the TV, trying to find out what... <laughs> yes, like... Like, that's part of the fun, but I guess... I don't know, they don't think kids mm-hmm. want to work their asses off to, like... I remember <laughs> it took me, like, a year just to get all... I, I don't think I even finished it completely in Emerald to get, like, a Feebas. Because, like, back then, there wasn't any... Uh, online trading for the Pokemon, yeah. like you would have to know somebody with that had it on their copy of one of the Hoenn games that you can trade with. But 
I didn't know anybody with it. So, yeah, I was kind of out of luck for that. Like, I mean, nowadays, you can just say, oh, somebody's going to give me a feedback if I give them a... Pokemon. Yeah, another insert, Pokemon. Insert, insert, insert Pokemon here. Oh yeah, and then get like whatever back. Definitely. Send out beaters. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I, I usually don't compare. I guess I don't compare the remakes. Like, oh yeah, to like the installments like X and Y and then Sun mm-hmm. and Moon coming out. But I mean, it's I think it just could be cut at this point ever since Ruby and Sapphire. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I think it is kind of a. Like to introduce people back to these games that they didn't experience for the first time. Yeah. Like to get them, and also maybe, maybe, um, to get, yeah, to get these settings, like that were originally in a game that you won't be able to, like, trade to experience, like in the modern, on a modern version. Like, I don't think there'll be many kids out there today that would go out to buy a Game Boy just to play Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald. Mm-hmm. They would say oh there's a remake of them on 3ds and i already have a 3ds so yeah. might as well get them here didn't they try to change up the story with was it black and white where they brought in because then there was black and white one and then there's black and white two it was like the first time yeah, yeah. kind of happened it I mean, seems like the like gen 5 games kind of for I, I know for me personally it kind of flew under the radar like with the black and white series like i kind of went from like gen 4 like diamond pearl platinum and directly into six like mm. i kind of missed out on that entire i think that's when the 3ds one. started like yeah like, like the 3ds yeah DS. It, it it just was it was starting to eclipse the uh ds but they still had such a large um install base on the ds they wanted to release it on that yeah. i wonder if it would have been any different if they held out to release maybe black and white uh two on the 3ds if it would have been any different like if they would have changed anything, maybe. Yeah. See, I'm, was it Gen 6 was XY, correct? Yeah. Okay. XY kinda, and uh, Ruby. Yeah, so. I'm kind of happy that they Remakes. like went, like, I guess not, they didn't do black and white on that because I feel like it would still be that kind of pixel flat based. And uh-huh. then they went to this whole crazy yeah, the, 3D style, yeah. which is awesome to see that game transition. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. Like, I remember as kids, you're like, whoa. Because, like, the only way you can experience Pokemon in 3D was like the. Uh, like Pokemon City and Pokemon Coliseum, like the ones that, like the the spinoffs, like on the consoles, like they they weren't the main games where you travel around a world. They were still all like two D sprite based, like they weren't fully three D until like like where everything was in three D until the three D S ones. Yeah. So it was I think it was such a cool transition to see. Hey, you're playing a completely three D main series Pokemon game. So I'm just. Really hype for Pokemon Go. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm hoping it lives up to that hype. I don't think anything would really ever live up to the hype if it gets oh, a yeah. lot. Like you'll always hold something up onto a pedestal, and it'll never be yeah. where where you held it up. But it it's it still has the pencil to be good. Well, we'll have to see when it comes out. It's looking a lot better because I mean yeah. I remember looking at it and just dying to see just a screenshot of mm-hmm. what it would look like, and then checking out Ingress, that game that I, yeah. helped I develop. That. And there was I'm just like I hope it doesn't look mm-hmm. like this I mean, people go crazy about that game but the fact that i saw the screen just like, yeah this is already better than i expected so i remember a lot of people were kind of get being a little concerned but like oh pokemon they'll be able to find in the real world so does that mean they'll be randomly generated well let's say hey there's a pokemon in the middle of this busy freeway go out and get it <laughs> like is like yeah, was it gonna be like that was it gonna be oh here's like a preset 
like GPS coordinate which has a random Pokemon at a certain time. I don't, maybe, maybe, I, th I think they actually may have released some more information about um, like the actual like mechanics of like how they're gonna actually like have Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, considering it's like for phones, you know, it's targeting oh, yeah. an older, it's targeting, I feel like an older audience with more independence and I would love to see like, as you were just saying, like predetermined locations, like a geocaching mm -hmm. aspect, or like with Ingress, where they have like the points where people just swarm. Like I just want to oh, imagine yeah. a bunch of people, and like I mean, I'm a cosplayer, so like I would just like dress. <laughs> I want to have like, like my designated Pokemon <laughs> catching outfit and just to go out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of really. It's kind of weird in a sense, kind of seeing Nintendo moving kind of more into a mobile space, like away from like their dedicated handhelds more, because like I know like. Mitomo that just came out recently. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they finally got a new rewards program since Club Nintendo was canceled. I never so. redeemed my Yeah, I did. I mean, I don't think I used. I think I got them, but I haven't used them yet for anything. I'm still gonna wait until I can, until I can actually get a game with them. I, I need to finish Majora's Mask. Because mm -hmm. I, I never played that on the N64 when I didn't have it. But uh -huh. I just played Ocarina of Time repeatedly, so now that I have Majora's Mask, I might... It's really good. Like, the re the um 3D remakes of the two N64 Zelda games have really... I think, me personally, have, they have held up. Like, they've introduced, like, of course, with the new graphics and all, but they didn't take away, I think, from the feeling of the originals. Yeah. I feel like it, it definitely enhanced it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got a 3DS when I heard that the Ocarina of Time remake was coming out for it because that game was so hugely influential. Oh, yeah. I, like, I learned to read playing that game with my <laughs> brother. So I was like, oh, I have to have this. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I guess we should end this here. <laughs> All right. probably be a good time to stop, but we kind of well, love the conversation. Okay, so I guess this is... FPS Cast Episode Two signing off. This is Michael. Oh, it's Heather. It's Heather. And Liz. We'll see you next time. Bye.